Whew, what a wild week we had in fantasy football. Week 14, the Eagles and Rams play a classic. Unfortunately, we lose Carson Wentz. The Seahawks lose to the Jags. What's that going on about? Uh, the Saints losing to the Falcons in spectacular fashion. Uh, we had a bunch of great games. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about how you can get ready for week 15. Let's get to it. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It is the end of week 14, and congratulations to those of you who are into the semifinals of your league. It's Internet Celebrity League semifinalist Donald here with Internet Celebrity League semifinalist Scott. <laughs> hey. And Internet Celebrity League quarterfinalist, Tom, via Skype. Hey, everybody. Thank you, Don. You're welcome for that beatdown. <laughs> that was a savage beatdown. But, Tom, don't worry. You know that league that I kept talking about where I was the 30-point underdog? I think I might lose by triple that. So uh, <laughs> I share I share in your pain yeah. and, and some tough playoff losses. It's a, it's a tough week to get out in the quarterfinals to, to not have any shot at the podium. So uh, our condolences to those of you. But, uh, but, Tom, you're in plenty of leagues, so I'm sure you have some glory awaiting you next week as well. I've still got three fires burning. There you nice. Go. That's, that's all that matters. That's what we like to hear. Um, I need – well, we'll talk about it when we talk about the slate. But uh, but right now, um, not too many losers this week we were talking about. Some some usual suspects for sure. Yep. Um, but, uh, but let's get to our losers of the week. I look around at us. You know what I see? Losers. And, Scott, you've got one that uh, – Very unusual. A very yeah. unusual suspect this year. Um the city of Philadelphia oh. faces extreme <laughs> devastation from losing Carson Wentz. What a heartbreaker. What a year he's had. He's been up there in the MVP all year. Turns together what very well could have been his best performance with plenty of time left in the game. Still could have had a whale of a fantasy day taking disregarding what he already did he blows his acl and the oh. dream is done for philly and fantasy owners of carson wentz everywhere rest in peace thank you for getting us this far carson i mean he that injury like he, he did it on the run there was a hold they ran the ball two plays in a row and then he, they were like it was like third and goal from the six they had to throw or no it was fourth and goal they scored on fourth and goal right he makes a just a threading the needle esque throw, and he ends up getting it to Alshon Jeffrey. Who made an incredible catch. And speaking of, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey going to take a big hit going forward, and obviously the rest of the Philadelphia offense is going to take a huge hit. Right. Going. Yeah, forward. I did tweet out that I think that the schedule is it's still kind of friendly. Yeah, I mean, um, it's really Oakland tough matchups, which is no, yeah, Giants next Oakland. week, and then Oakland, I think. Yeah, Oakland and, and then the Giants. play in Week 17, you get the San Francisco 49ers. So really not terrible matchups here not on. But the Super Bowl hopes for the Eagles fans have to be, you know, covered in doubt now. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a tough – It's I mean, Nick Foles, for what it's worth, the Eagles were losing, and that kind of goes to what Scott was saying. Wentz had just thrown his fourth touchdown, and the Eagles were still trailing. So he was going to have a whole fourth quarter of glory. God knows what. 
Um, but Foles does come in, engineers two Jake Elliott field goal drives. One was benefited by a strip sack of Jared Goff late in the fourth quarter. Uh, so the Eagles did end up beating Los Angeles, which is a huge win for them um, in terms of cementing their status You know, to possibly get a bye, which they're going to need to buy as much time as they can with Foles under center to get him ready to go and hopefully get their offense clicking the way it was with Wentz. I think we all can understand it's not going to be to the same degree as Wentz, but man, the city of Philadelphia, they're just, they just took, they won, but still lost. Yeah, it's Big brutal. Time. brutal. And we'll go over um, some heroes for the quarterback yeah. position. I think this week it's important to, you know, every week we, we talk amongst ourselves about the streamable guys worth a claim. I think we got to go over them this week because Absolutely. Of, because of what happened. Yeah. Um, my loser of the week is the grounds crew of Buffalo Stadium. Um, <laughs> listen, the, those guys did an unbelievable job keeping that field cleared and, and you know they they had a monumental task put in front of them and I thought they did a very fine job uh, with what with the situation they were given but man you go into work that day and it's just driving snow and you're just like all right I'm taking yeah. an L today like I, this is not going to be my favorite day of work in my life I bet there was one or two guys that were just happy to get the extra TV time you yeah know, he, he <laughs> called his wife before the game said hey we got a blizzard on the forecast you know check me out on channel two I'll be out there with the snowblower on the 50 yard line man that was that was some kind of football game to watch Ugh. yeah shady is uh he's unreal in the snow still to this day yes. yeah he still owns the snow yeah must play dfs guy in the snow frank gore as well uh solidified my plum pick of him yeah he just took him 40 touches yeah whatever <laughs> if you give frank gore 40 touches he's gonna break one for 10 yards <laughs> it's just a matter of when um but yeah, I mean, it was it was a very interesting game. I think, I mean, really, you can wrap it in any shareholders of the passing attacks of either of these teams. There are so few of them left at this point, anyway. But I mean, like T.Y. Hilton owners, Jack Doyle, one Scored. catch for two yards and a touchdown should have had a two point conversion. I mean, it was just crazy. It was a crazy, crazy game, and uh, just just more proof that you need to be following us on Twitter at RutzFF to keep up with. Uh, with what to expect? From I didn't these expect games. that that blizzard to ensue. Yeah. I knew the I heard the the weather wasn't going to be too great, and I know that it wasn't too great around our area, so it only spelled trouble. But they were getting pummeled with snow, and it's like you know you're watching on red zone, and it's like they're not flashing in that game pretty much ever because there's nothing going on. But when they did, you know, it like started with like not a lot of snow, and by like the fourth quarter, there's like six inches of snow out there. Pretty unbelievable. Much. The screen was just gray. Yeah. It was like hard to even see anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like what what happened on that play? Uh we don't know. All right, uh run the ball Second down. Yeah. <laughs> um Tom, who is your loser this week? Yeah, more conventional pick from me, uh kind of sticking to the usual script here. Derek Carr. I mean, he's been awful right now. He's probably if you've still got him and you made it out of this first round of playoffs with him, I think you might be concerned and you might be looking elsewhere uh, for some more reliability because even in good matchups, he's not been doing so hot. And I think he got 10.4 or something like that, fantasy points, which is just not going to do it for you. Omari Cooper leaves the game with a, the nagging injury. Not that he's been great all year, but Trouble man, up. if he doesn't have any weapons like this, you know, w which way is up for him? I mean, I don't, I don't see how he gets there. Yeah, it's uh, it was a tough week. We were expecting another shootout like the uh, Kansas City Raiders game on Thursday night. Um, I think it was like week eight or something. Yeah. Um, just never got it. 
Uh, the Chiefs looked very good, but the Raiders did not. You could have really losered the whole Raiders team if you wanted to, Tom, because uh, we didn't really see a lot from them other than a revitalized Jared Cook garbage touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, the know, only scary thing is, is, you know, they get the Dallas Cowboys next week, which is actually a good matchup. But, you know, in these do-or-die fantasy matchups, do you want to roll out any Oakland Raiders? I mean, think of the quarterbacks that are going down now. I mean, are you really going to start? Are you really going to bench Derek Carr to start Nick Foles next week? Yes. I mean, like, people are going to have to make the decision, Are am I going to keep Derek Carr in my starting lineup, or can I pick up Jimmy Garoppolo, Case who's a Keenum, pretty good option? Hope, you know? If Case Keenum's somehow still out there, he's a guy in that mix, you know. Um, TJ Yates, <laughs> he threw yeah. the ball to Hopkins enough <laughs> to have a good day, and that's all you need to do on Houston. Um, Car scary, I agree, yeah. man. And and Tom, I gotta admit, you had it nailed from the beginning of the season. I don't know if it went down in the fashion that we may have expected, but you did expect a digression for Car, and he has steadily declined every single week. It seems like. Yeah, in the beginning, I was actually kind of excited for the prospects of Car, but it was actually you who kind of led me into that way of thinking. Just a tough division, and yeah. when you're playing in fantasy, you don't want to have the guy who has more tough matchups than anyone else. Granted, he's a talented guy, and the talent really hasn't even showed up this year. So even in those easy matchups, even in those divisional ones with the familiarity, it, it hasn't shown up. And I would be scared. And if I had to start him next week, maybe I would, but then I'd, I'm very scared week 16 versus Philadelphia. It just yeah. hasn't been pretty for Derek Carr, and it was beautiful for him until he got hurt last year. And even this year, I think a lot of people forget that he like broke his back like in the middle of the season. Oh, yeah. And he's <laughs> still like grinding through that. You have to be. It's kind of hard to just break your back and then come back in like a week and play yeah. football. I think he's still fighting that with a myriad of other issues with Oakland. This is how long yeah, the season's been. I literally forgot about that. Yeah, no kidding. Crazy. He's only been above 20 points uh, two times this year. Once was week two, and the other one was that big game versus Kansas City on Thursday night. Week two against the Jets when he threw three to Crabtree. Him and Matt Ryan, man. Yeah. Mariota, too. Yeah, it was now a toss-up. You know, you can pick them as a loser any week, Mariota included. So yep. uh, we have a really easy job yeah. as far as that. <laughs> They've made it easy for sure. From the losers, we go to our heroes of the week. And as usual, for the fifth week in a row, waiver wires getting thin, uh, especially with all these quarterbacks going down. Um, it's a tough week for pickups, but you know those of you still in the offs, maybe we could start with the yeah. quarterbacks. Then might as well, yeah. Let's um, go for it. There's, I think there's three in mind for me. Uh, you know, and this is keeping in mind these guys are most likely on your waiver. You know, when when we try to make these lists, we don't we don't take into account that that team that had Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford and dropped Matthew Stafford in the middle of the year. If you can get Matthew Stafford, you can go ahead and get him and start him. He's an every week starter kind of guy, but. Third in the league in passing yardage. You know, like you know, there's there's guys like that out in your leagues. I'm sure you guys have seen when you're filtering through quarterbacks. It's like, oh, well, why is he still hanging out? Why is he still hanging out? And these are three guys who will be hanging out that I think are very much worth a claim that you can add right now. Number one, we said it last week, Blake Bortles. Yep. And not only did Blake Bortles show out, you know, the last three weeks in a row, he goes against Seattle and has another nice game. The weapons in this past game are coming together, and he plays Houston and then San Fran in your semifinal championship weeks. He's my number one quarterback ad. Number two, Nick Foles. 
as crazy as it sounds, he's got weapons around him. He's got a great offensive system, and he's got cake matchups. Plays the Giants, then Oakland, and then the 49ers, like Tom said. Last one, desperation heave. This is one you're looking at when we, we everybody in your league has two quarterbacks. Joe Flacco. No. You can Yikes. tell how excited I am, but he plays the Browns. And he's been doing better. If you need someone, I'm talking full desperation, half-court buzzer beater heave. It's Joe Flacco. I mean, it's the theme of the playoffs is survive in advance. That's and right. Flacco, week 15 against the Browns, you're not going to have a better matchup than the Browns. Brett Hundley, of all people, just tore them up for three touchdowns. That's right. So it's not out of this realm. But, I mean, it is a one-week rental for Flacco because he, he goes in, I think he plays a tougher team. Um, week Pretty 16. much anyone other than the no Browns, week sixteen. He's play. actually week sixteen. He's actually got the Colts, which leads me to okay. a speculative ad guy here in uh, Benjamin Watson. You know, I like to dig down deep into the barrel of tight ends. That's deep. And you know, he's going up against the Browns. And he, first of all, you're going to look at his uh, stat line from this week, and you're going to hate me because he got a zero. Mm-hmm. But um, he's playing the Browns. Last time he played the Browns, he got like eight or nine fantasy points. He didn't score a touchdown, but he had about eighty or ninety yards. That just yeah. shows you how much the the Browns let up to the tight end position. And more often than not, as we've said a hundred times, they usually let up a touchdown. So yep. he was probably you know one target away from like a fifteen point day. And I think that you know if things go according to plan, that that could easily happen. And I, I would say that he's definitely going to outdo his output from last week. Uh, but I think he's a really good start this week and then versus the Colts in the following week. As a Tyler Croft owner, where he just goose-egged, I'm actually going with Benjamin Watson week 15, week 16, all the way to the ship. All yeah. the way to the promised land, huh? Um, I like it too. You know, you know, tight end is so matchup-driven. Um, speaking to someone who is well-versed in the bottom of the barrel – um, do you like Benjamin Watson over these two other upstarts where their volume came out of seemingly thin air with Jesse James catching 10 balls and Eric Ebron also catching 10 balls this week? Well, you know, I don't really like anyone more than I like someone versus the Browns. So I'm really going to lean toward Benjamin Watson here. Eric Ebron is a prime candidate to let you down. He's been letting fantasy owners down for like three straight years now. Well, when was he drafted? Uh, Three, four years ago, so yeah. It does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, right since the onset. He was a trendy sleeper uh, the first year, and he hasn't quite woken up yet. Uh, Jesse James, though, week 16 gets Houston. That's a defense that's been softening against the tight end. It used to be a pretty strong one, um, but even that scares me a little bit. I think I would rather just have uh, Benjamin Watson versus the Colts right there as well because that's just a good enough matchup for me. Uh, those two guys are a little sketchy. But week 17, I've been looking into it as well because I have a couple leagues that, for whatever reason, play in that dreadful week. Right. Jesse James would get the Browns. So I do like Jesse James. The only forward, question But left, in week 17. The only question left, I guess, for the Jesse James thing week 17 is who's going to be throwing to him because the Steelers clinched the AFC North last night. Um, you know, if they beat New England, they're basically a shoe in for a bye. Even if they lose, they're they're pretty yeah. close. If they just if they finish up, you know, yeah, with the rest of their games, I think, I think Ebron and and Jesse James are really comparable as outliers, right? You know, like these guys just just struck gold out of nowhere. Yeah. Just, you know, Ebron might have caught ten passes over the past four weeks, and he goes and catches ten. Jesse James 
might have caught 10 passes over the last 10 weeks. Yeah. You know, and right. and the Steelers throw the ball seven almost 70 times in that game yeah. in full on comeback mode. I think they're they're a bit more of aberrations and I, I tend to agree with Tom. I think Watson is the play. Speaking of aberrations, Jonathan Stewart with three touchdowns oh yesterday. My God. Um infuriating if you're a Christian McCaffrey shareholder, which or, I know or Scott, Cam you Newton. and Tom are. Crazy. Yeah, that's part of uh, part and parcel of how you put me down, Don. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Sorry but about um that. yeah, Stuart, you know, he that can't happen. It just shows it just shows that, you know, he gets back on the radar because he has this capability of getting you that plunge, you know. If you're super desperate at running back, I think kind of like what we've it's really what we've been saying the whole year. But I think the takeaway is that our opinion in general still doesn't even really change on yeah. him after having a monster game. I would say the same thing applies to another guy on our list. Buck Allen comes in and scores two touchdowns after Alex Collins walks the Steelers defense all the way down the field. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't trust him. He hasn't gone away with the comeback of Danny Woodhead like we thought he would. Right. So he's going to get those like infuriating touches where you're just like, that could have been Collins or that could have been Woodhead or right. that could have been, you know, a pass to Ben Watson for Tom next couple weeks. So it's just a tough, he's in a tough spot and he's definitely not in a spot to trust. But if you're desperate, he's got a nose for the end zone. He gets a ton of red zone. Uh, snaps for them. Yeah, and he's it's, versatile. It's I very surprising that he does, but that's why he gets on here. You know, he sees so many red zone snaps. He turned that into two touchdowns yeah. this week. It's another guy. If you're desperate and you need a touchdown, Buck Allen. Same goes. It's for- those same the same matchups as Benjamin Watson. Obviously, same team. So versus the Browns, pass catching running backs have had a little bit more of an effect than the Bruisers. Right. So not the worst matchup in the world for him. I would prefer Alex Collins. Still, he's just a better runner. And then in week 16 versus the Colts, I mean, if you had to, if you had to have to have to pick someone up and play them, you could do much worse. Speaking of infuriating and speaking of guys who scored two touchdowns yesterday, Rod Smith caught one, ran for one. I mean, Morris is still getting most of the work, but it seems like Smith is the more explosive play. So I guess, you know, guys who are desperate, uh, Joe Mixon owners who maybe couldn't get Gio Bernard, you know, there's, I mean, Alvin Kamara, we haven't even mentioned him yet. Right. Um, you know, we got a couple of big name guys going through concussion protocol still. So, I mean, Rod Smith, I can see it. I just don't know if I can trust it. Yeah, I know. It, it would be really tough to trust this week. But if anybody in the NFL <laughs> deserves more work, it might be Rod Smith yeah. after the game that he just put together. He had 11 touches and, you know. Scored twice. Scored twice and had like 150 total yards. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, the only thing is, is once you get him now, right? Uh, Zeke's right on the heels of coming back. So once Zeke comes back, there could be a just complete wash away of Rod Smith, or they might keep him involved. But if they keep him involved, I don't see it to a level that he's worth a fantasy start, especially in the championship. Yeah, it's right. this week or nothing for Rod Smith, and and you know it's, I'm leaning more towards nothing. We get um, we got a couple more running backs who have been getting more and more work as as the last few weeks have gone along. We got Mike Davis in Seattle, Kerwin Williams in Arizona, and Wayne Gallman of the Giants. I mean, these guys to me are like super interchangeable. They're all coming from Volume. offenses that really haven't been able to get it going on the ground. I think Kerwin Williams is is probably the guy I'd rank above the other two simply because he's he's playing ahead of a guy with a neck injury who's right. also thirty two years old. Granted, it's Adrian Peterson. We certainly don't doubt that he can come back from an injury, 
But, I mean, it's starting to pile up here for, for AP in Arizona. Yeah, no question. Um, you know, these guys are, again, they're, they're hopefuls at a touchdown plunge. I think Gallman has some interesting upside because Darkwa has kind of been battling injuries, and he battled some, some fumble issues this week, which, which kind of opened the door for Gallman, which, you know, could lead to him assuming that Darkwa roll. We'll kind of see how that goes. Um, I like Mike Davis this week, too, for the simple fact that he plays the Rams and they, they've gotten run on for a decent amount. If the Seahawks are ever going to run the ball on anyone, it's probably going to be them. And, you know, Kevin Williams, volume, volume, volume. He's getting 20 carries, man. I, I, you know, you brought up something really interesting with, um, with Gallman because, you know, they've, always, they've all been saying they want to see what they can get out of Davis Webb maybe in these next few weeks in, in New York. Well, if you're going to try and roll Davis Webb out there, you better go roll out Wayne Gallman there, Agreed. too. you got to see what kind of young nucleus you can build with Odell and Eli if he's going to stay or around Davis Webb if you think he's going to be the start of the future. So I think that does mean more opportunity with Wayne Gallman. Unfortunately, that's a really big step forward into a completely dark room that you don't know what's going to be in there. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to trust him, but... If you pick him up and keep him on the bench and start to see that he's getting that volume, he might be a guy you can trust week 16, week 17 if you need him. Yeah, I agree. It's just tough to trust Giants running backs in general. Mm -hmm. And coming down to the stretch where these games mean more than anything, um, I'd probably stay away personally. So so one of the big stories, obviously, the Packers do get the win against the Browns that they needed. Um, They're one game behind Seattle. In the wild card hunt, there are a couple right. of teams that have tiebreakers over the Packers. You got your wish, Don. I did. <laughs> um, so we're getting results back Tuesday ish, according to the Packers. Mike McCarthy had a press conference about it today. Um, there are pieces of this Green Bay offense that maybe have been overlooked. I'm thinking more specifically, I don't think the guy who drafted Jordy Nelson in anybody's league dropped him. I sure hope not. But I do think that Randall Cobb might have been dropped by now. Oh, yeah. And he's a guy who you might want to be who you might be able to pick up. I'm also thinking of a guy like Michael Kendricks. Lance Kendricks. Lance, oh, Lance right, Kendricks, yep, yep. Lance. Yeah, so I'm thinking of a guy like Lance Kendricks because there's always, a, there's always a tight end that pops up, especially when the Packers are playing these tough matchups. Like they get yep. Minnesota week sixteen. I th- I just kind of I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. What else do you need? <laughs> Pick up guys on Green Bay. If there's guys on Green Bay out there, if Brady was coming back off an of injury, you would see you would be firing guys off of the Patriots and just throwing them on your roster with the hope that you know Rodgers reignites this offense. And you know, to be honest, they've been playing pretty well without him. So him getting entered into this is incredibly interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also have a couple more guys that we told you to pick up. Theo Riddick comes in, gets two touchdowns. Yep. That second run, he looked like he was a gladiator running through the Bucks. Maybe his best defense. maybe his best carry in NFL history. Um <laughs> Dede Westbrook, the dude has like 30 targets in his first three games. Um and is you know, consistently producing. Yeah, you know, he's he got his first touchdown yesterday. Got his first touchdown on a nice, easy little dump in on it. You know, he found a soft spot on a, of his zone on a corner, but he continues to get more and more involved and that's you know that's one of the reasons why i like yeah. like Bortles so much and then marquis goodwin listen i'm not saying you can pick up and start marquis goodwin i'm just telling you that i did and it worked out <laughs> yeah i was you gonna know? say i'm not saying that you can't do that yeah um like, he's a great touchdown candidate he's a burner and he's a he's like the number one target now jimmy g loves him so and we know what Shanahan can do with that x receiver 
You know, right. like what he was building with Garcon. That is the role it seems like that Goodwin has <laughs> slotted into. And we know the story about um about he and what he and his wife went through earlier this year. Just right. a really inspirational story. I'm hoping he continues to finish the season. He's a strong. he's a guy we've been talking about for a really long time. It seems like forever. You know, like long time. And it's 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 clear that the three of us really have been rooting for him and I'm just really happy to see him get a chance with a real quarterback and you know in a in a chance that features him and you see what's happening. You see how how much of a playmaker he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, even in the post-game interviews, he's been like glowing about Jimmy. He's been like, "This guy's a winner. I'm so happy to have a quarterback like this." You yeah. see him go out there. He's he's, he's not phased by the uh, the the stage of it all. He's he's ready to play. And you know, if if they have that relationship, we we talk about that too all the time. Sometimes we think we joke around. These guys have sleepovers with each other. Jimmy G and uh, Marquise Goodwin, sleepover candidates. God forbid when they get those off-season reps, we'll be going crazy over them. <laughs> I swear Absolutely. to God, I almost dropped Jimmy Garoppolo for Derek Carr yesterday after watching the Raiders game. I was like, I'm doing this. Um, let's get to the slate because it was a very interesting week, a very entertaining week for a lot of different reasons. And it started on Thursday night. Uh, Matt Ryan tried to throw that game away. Um, it yep. really, like, the a couple of his picks, it was like, He's got to be point shaving. And then Drew Brees threw – he out Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan at the end of that game. I mean, also a Amazing great, interception. great interception. But uh, but what a game. Uh, unfortunately, Alvin Kamara leaves the game with a concussion. And listen, like, that that sucks. I don't care if you won because he went out. Like, that sucks. So this, that's that's as heart, That's as heartbreaking an injury as we've had all year for yeah. fantasy purposes. Obviously, strictly off the timing. Luckily, he was able to get five points on one yeah, drive. 37 <laughs> yards of total offense on their first drive yeah. before leaving the game. He's been tweeting. He seems like he's ready to go. Obviously, it's not completely up to him, and that's part of the culture of change the NFL is trying to create. But, right. I mean, he does have the extra three days because they played on Thursday. I mean, hopefully we get him back out there. And, listen, like I'm playing against the guy in the semis who's got Alvin Kamara, and I know if he plays I'm probably going to lose because of it. But, I mean, this guy has been so entertaining this year, and if I have to lose because of it, I mean, it just wasn't in the cards for me that year. I mean, it was literally to the point where I was having a thought. I was like, I guess the guy who has Alvin Kamara is just going to win his league in every every league. Right. You know, I mean. Yeah, except the- if you had him last week, right. which is the yeah. big problem. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, where I have him, I'm in a two-week game, and I honestly think he can put up two weeks' worth of production in one week. So we'll see if I can sneak out and uh, and come out on top. Yeah, uh, uh, Michael Thomas with a great game. A wide receiver yeah, that, one type game. He's he's quietly had an amazing season. Yeah. He's, he's already over 80 catches. He's already over 1,000 yards. He only has four touchdowns, but, you know, if he keeps his, his streak alive where he keeps scoring these touchdowns, you can see him cre- creep close to that 10 mark. You can see him creep close to that 100 catch mark, which is huge in PPR. So yeah. he has returned value. Good job, Michael Thomas. All right. Uh, Packers-Browns. Man, this was ugly. (laughs) But the Packers did what they needed to do. Uh, They played, I said, if they can play 500 ball with Aaron Rodgers out, he's going to have a shot to come back. They were 3-4, and so 500 ball was literally impossible for them to play while he was out. But, I mean, there's a shot here. And whether or not Rodgers comes back, I think we have seen fully the emergence of Devontae Adams. He is an absolute must start this this year going forward. Yeah, I mean he's just uh, he's a supreme talent, and um, it it 
was hard to see because they have such a supreme talent at quarterback that it made you kind of be like, I mean, Devontae Adams is just plays receiver for Aaron Rodgers. You know, this is kind of the same way that we looked at Jordy early in his career where, you know, the only reason Jordy is good is, is because of Aaron. And, you know, obviously it goes hand in hand, but I agree with you. I think Devontae Adams' talent has just shown through a little too far that he's he got to start him every week because he could pop off. Yeah, people are kind of forgetting about last year even. I mean, he finished as wide receiver six or seven, depending on the format. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, he's showing what he can do outside of the red zone, where last year he showed how great he was in releasing and getting Aaron Rodgers to, you know, get him a quality target over there. And he's doing everything that you'd want in a wide receiver one. So I think as Jordy ages, Devontae Adams is so valuable, especially in seasons where you can keep someone for, you know, in eternity. He's going to be a fantasy factor for God knows how long. And he may be in a different uniform next year. This is his contract year. That's right. I, I, I would be surprised. But um, I will say you got to be happy if you're a Jordy owner. I yeah. Mean, you like, weathered the storm. You might you might get Jordy back in time for him to go full hero mode on yeah. you and potentially you know be one of those guys that helps you win your league. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up, I lost Wentz in one of my leagues. Check the waiver wire. Rogers is still hanging out. Free agent budget. I'm using every last penny I got. All in on Rogers. Oh, Rogers, please come back. This please, is why please you save, come right? back. This is why you make you save that money at the end of the year to make that potential league winning claim and I think that's what it what it could be. Oh man, I hope you know? so. Um Jamal Williams has been a revelation for yeah, the Packers. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones seemed like he was a non factor yesterday. Yeah, because Yeah, he, he once again had way less target share than uh Jamal Williams and Jamal Williams is just finding the end zone. He's scoring from large distances. He's scoring from up close. It really doesn't matter. As soon as they get him involved, the offense takes a step up. So why would you stop giving that guy the ball? You know what's interesting to me is that um, I think if Jamal Williams didn't get hurt the same game as Ty Montgomery, we may have never heard about Aaron Jones. Yeah, That's how well Jamal Williams has played in the time that he's come in. He got that injury and it opened the door for Aaron Jones, who also is a pretty damn good runner. Yeah. But Jamal Williams, I think, is the supreme talent. I think he's he's just a great running back. He does it all for them. Yeah. I mean he caught a bomb touchdown. I mean he ended up in he ended up in the back of the back of the defense with nobody behind him. But I mean he was he got that wide open off of a pass route, so you gotta give him credit where it's due there, I it's think. Very well rounded. Yeah. Uh Lions Bucks, the Lions tried to give this game away. Uh but the We're Bucks gonna skip let Josh Gordon? Yeah. Demarius well, Randall I, wants us to. <laughs> I figured. I figured you'd be so happy to talk about Josh Gordon I mean, today. Oh, hum. He he scored and he played well. I, I told you this was going to happen. So it's just that common for me. Like I'm I'm back in that. Yeah, Josh Gordon's really good mode yeah, already. You're just I'm over back. it already. Yep. We saw this flashes of of the stud play and, and why he's so good. And he did it on. You know, he did it even in the scenario that I depicted where Corey Coleman got his target share back to yeah. almost even with Josh Gordon, you see them get the same amount of targets and Josh Gordon still go off. Yep. I mean, yeah. It's I, awesome, man. Good yeah. for him. I obviously never really rooted for him in the past, but if you come back off of addiction like that and, and you really come just ball, good for you, dude. Yeah, good for him. Um, Lions-Bucks. I mean, this was a pretty lousy game. Evans and Cam Brate have disappeared. From the Bucks offense, Deshaun Jackson was dealing with a stomach virus. Uh, O.J. Howard was his only guy to score 
um, a pa- off of a receiving touchdown. Right. I mean, and for the Lions, Theo Riddick just kind of came in and, and took Amir Abdullah's job. That was basically what it seemed like to me. Yeah, Theo Riddick did what we all saw Theo Riddick do last season, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the Weird Lions just kind of gave up on him last year, this year for reasons unbeknownst to man. But, you know, this, these two teams are, are both – very weird helter skeltery teams and and they played a very weird helter helter skeltery type of game um the the reports i don't know if you guys saw with um Jameis disagreeing and not seeing eye to eye with Dirk cutter about the game plan and all that type of stuff it seems like tampa bay is going down the tubes Bet you i know who wins that one yeah right you know cutter's probably gonna lose his job yeah. but you know it seems like they're they're in, a, in that lost season oakland raiders type of mode where they're tough to trust yeah, absolutely. All righty. Uh, the speaking of the Oakland Raiders, they got their doors blown off by the Chiefs. Um, Travis Kelsey set a career high in targets. Um, Tyreek Hill did what he does. Kareem Hunt's first touchdown since week three. Right. So he so maybe first hundred yard game since week five. Okay. So he had a ultimate coming back, you know. But this is a really soft target. Um. So. Hunt coming back. I still have my skepticisms personally. I I believe in Kareem Hunt. I think he's a great runner, but is he going to be getting these twenty carries when when the games are close? It doesn't seem like it because he hasn't been. Um, so that gives me a little pause. But it was very nice to see him get back in the end zone, go over a hundred. Also, to anyone who owns Travis Kelsey and may have lost by six points or le- less this week, I am sorry. Your boy got <laughs> all time hosed. <laughs> drops a touch, drops a touchdown in the in the end zone. Penalty calls back another one of his touchdowns, and then review calls back another one of his touchdowns. They call him down at the one. He easily could have had a historic game. Just missed it by a couple inches. Oh, that sticks. I love him. Yeah, it was funny. I was watching it with a uh, Alex Smith and uh, Travis Kelsey owner. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> going wild. I hope. He was uh, less than thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the Chiefs' offense looks a lot better since they made this switch. I know they lost to the Jets last week, but, I mean, they really do look better. It looks a little bit more explosive. And, I mean, like like we said, Tyreek Hill, you can count on him. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you couldn't maybe count on him last year, but you can def- – or at the beginning of the year, I think you can definitely count on him week to week now. Speaking of being counted on week to week, Adam Thielen – my no, vote did it again. for best player in the league, <laughs> NFL top 100 players on NFL Network. I'm voting Thielen. I don't get a vote. So those of you who are like, what is he talking about? Doesn't You're lucky. 52-yard um, touchdown almost brought the uh, Vikings back in a game that they didn't need. I think the Panthers needed it a little more, especially with um, Definitely. with Atlanta winning. Great win for Carolina. Yeah, huge win for them. And for the Vikings, I mean, they had maybe one of the toughest five-week stretches you can remember. They went – the Rams, Detroit on a short week, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, Atlanta, and now Carolina. So just a tough stretch for them. You got to figure they were going to lose one of those five. They ended up losing the last one to Carolina. The fact they only lost one is is very yeah, impressive. Incredible. Yeah. Um. You know, I think you'd be nervous looking at the production from Latavius Murray and McKinnon, 
But the uh, the Panthers' D-line and front seven really is no joke. They've been yeah. doing that to running backs all year. They play Cincinnati, who just got absolutely burned by Cohen and especially by Jordan Howard. Yeah. So you're so don't get too nervous to the point where you feel like you need to just give up on McKinnon and Murray. They have greener pastures ahead. Definitely. For the Panthers, I mean, they, they, they controlled the clock with Stewart and with Newton. And, you know, right. that was really what they did. Funchess got open on a fluky touchdown but mm-hmm. but still I mean, got for the in most part, man. that He's... offense has looked very good over the past few weeks it sure has even with olsen doing nothing yeah. Olsen olsen with a with a bagel out there for you hopefully you didn't go to him praying for a miracle start but uh yeah funches man he he funches has been it. awesome yeah. and he gets another great matchup coming up yep uh we've got niners texans uh jimmy g 2-0 as the Niners starter Kind of makes you feel like they wasted a couple of weeks when they had him and didn't start him now, right? Yeah, and it seems like Jimmy G is going to get them into uh, scoring range. So Robbie Gould has been on Killer, fire. Yeah. You know, he's putting up 15-point <laughs> weeks back-to-back. So that's always nice to see. This whole offense is getting a nice uptick, and there's not a ton of fear, as crazy as that sounds, in starting a playmaker on the 49ers right now. I did it. Yeah, I had Marquise Goodwin and Carlos Hyde in the same lineup, and it worked out for me. Yeah. I also think it's good they didn't rush him in. Obviously, that was their plan right from the get-go. They said, you know, we're not trying to save our season with this guy. We're trying to save our team. So I'm glad they let him learn the playbook and they set him up for success because he's out there succeeding, um, and I'm very happy to see that. DeAndre Hopkins murdered me everywhere. Uh, I hate him now, basically. Oh, it's like that. I hate him enough to draft him, though, right? Oh, yeah. I hate him so much I have to have him now. Oh, Tom, let's Um, bring you in on this because Scott and I were talking about this yesterday. Where is Hopkins going to go next year? First round. You think so? I really, I, I guess I'm hoping that he doesn't because I feel like, but yeah, I mean, he's why really, wouldn't he? Exactly. I, I really can't come up with an argument against it. I, I started going through the players and it, it remained blatantly obvious. Yeah. To me, he's a top five pick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if he's top five just because I think a lot of people go running back preferentially in the first round, yeah. but um, I don't see him being in the second round at all. I think if anyone's going to have a fall from grace from the first round, it's uh, it's Mr. Julio Jones, yep. sadly. Maybe Mike but, Evans, too. Yeah, Mike yeah, Evans probably. as well, but people are going to sneak in. You know, Alvin yeah. Kamara's going to be up there. Shady's still going to be there. You know, all the other uh, the fancy oh, running no, backs. David back, Johnson Todd will Gurley. return. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a star-studded round, of course, and I think DeAndre Hopkins is gonna be welcomed back into the first round fold. All right, well, good because he deserves to be there the way he's played. No doubt. Colts Bills. I mean, it sucked for fantasy purposes, but it was so fun to watch. If of the plays that you could actually see, it yeah. was fun to watch. It, <laughs> you know, it took you back to uh, being a little kid and going out when the snow is on the ground and going and running into each other it for a little while. It took me back to when we had like that TV with the antenna on the top and you had to like position the antenna to right. get reception. Yeah. And before you did, it was just like white yeah. fuzz going all over the place. Yeah. Like that's what it looked like to me. No kidding. Um, and you know, if you looked hard enough, there was a football game going on too. But uh, I know, couldn't believe they threw it to Kelvin Benjamin at the four instead of letting Shady run that in. Yeah. yeah his day could have been even bigger. That, that was I surprising. thought he had to. That was crazy to me. I think the Colts threw the ball twice in the first half. Yeah, the first their first pass play didn't come until five minutes into the second quarter. Oh my, it's crazy. Jesus, yeah. Gore with thirty six carries. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gore, man. He's yeah. probably so sore today. 
I mean, he was probably already numb at that point. Respect to Gore. Yeah. He's rocks. Respect to both teams. That was that was a fun game. Yeah. The Bills are seven and six. I have no idea how. Um, <laughs> Bears, Bengals. Oh my! I mean, this is like a Mar- fire Marvin Lewis, please kind of game. How many? Thirty-three to seven. The Bears keep doing this, man. Yeah. They keep like coming out of nowhere and just blowing the doors off of teams. You know, this one, I think that a lot of people, you know, the Bengals aren't very good, so I think. There's probably a lot of people out there who thought this one could be close. Yeah. But an absolute blowout for the Bears where you see Jordan Howard, who couldn't even get 40 rushing yards against the 49ers, goes for 140. Like, it was just crazy to watch that game unfold. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, and it seemed to me they started to use Tariq Cohen a little bit more, which is, um, you know, I'm happy to see. We've been calling for that for a while. (laughs) Yeah, well, that is an upswing for him. That's like that's it's way like more five than he times was getting. What he normally gets. That was like one. <laughs> yeah, of the, that was one of the notes I had for this game. Was like, I can't wait till John Fox gets fired and the Bears get a coach who knows how to use Tariq Cohen. That's sure. gonna be awesome next year. Oh, I hope so. I hope yeah. you're right. They're, they're they have a sneaky shot to be pretty good next year. They're gonna have a soft schedule. They're gonna surprise some people. Trubisky's gotten a little better too, especially yeah. in this game. He you know he played well enough. Yeah. Kendall Wright, by the way, ten grabs. Yeah, another guy we could have put on the on the waiver wire here. I guess. But you another know, guy who we probably would have been like, it's an anomaly. Yeah. Too scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's petrifying. You're not rolling out a bear in week 15, unless it's <laughs> Howard. Yeah. Um, Cowboys, Giants, Dak, he's fully back now. Yep. He's, he's, Dak's got his groove back. I think it's. He was so cheap in DraftKings. It was <laughs> unreal. Did yeah, you play him? Yeah, he was very cheap. I did play him. There I got go. sixth and uh, in the tournament that me and Scotty always play in, which is just shy of the money, which stinks. Yeah. But I liked my lineup so much, I entered it into another one, won some cash for that. So Congratulations. Nice. Um, for, the, for the Giants, Eli comes back and he lies it up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> they stink so bad. Yeah. They're just so bad. It's, the Cowboys were just able to, you know, after a little while, the Giants fought. You know, they gave him some resistance. Then the fourth quarter, Rod Smith just opened it up, and, and we called it a day. The fourth quarter came, and the team that needed this win to stay in the playoff picture got the win and stayed in the playoff picture. You know, Dallas is 7-6. and six. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are in these interesting win-out scenarios if yeah. they can sneak in that really makes the NFC – the NFC coming down the wire – it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really, really fun. Because the teams that are that can make the playoffs are actually good. And playing each other. Yeah. Which is exactly. nice. Uh, yeah, the um, the Packers get the Panthers, Vikings, and Lions to end the year. There you That's go. That's going to be awesome. You know, and, and Dallas, I believe, do they still have to play Philly? Uh, they must. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, I think they twice. I think they yeah. still have one I think one they're the against, Week 17 matchup. You know, they still have one against Philly, and then you look at the NFC South, there's three contenders right there. Yep. You got the Seahawks still need to play the Rams as well, so there's there's a lot to be said about the NFC. Not a lot. There's a lot to be decided. Still, yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, Titans-Cardinals. I have decided that the Titans are bad. Sure. You're the, right. The silence sure. means I mean, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. They stink. Like they're eight and five. How? Because they play in the AFC South. Ugh. You know they've gotten a pretty beneficial schedule. They caught the Jags before the Jags were were awesome, and uh, I think that they just have keep. You know they keep sneaking to these low scoring wins, yeah. and finally someone came along and clipped them and gave them the loss that they so rightfully deserved. And Blaine, I mean Gabbert for fantasy, it it's just. It's a wasteland over yeah. there. Oh yeah, going to trust going to fantasy aspect. Yeah, they're they're useless. Derrick Henry every guy. scored a touchdown. 
and still finish with lower than 10 points in full PPR. Jeez, man, that is tough. <laughs> what? Did anyone on their team go double digits full PPR? They yesterday? couldn't have, right? No. I don't and Mariota's so. hurt now. We don't know what's going on with him. That's, it's, but a, it's a mess. One thing I will say is their defense has yeah. really come along over the last three weeks. They have 20 sacks That's a lot. over the last three weeks, which makes me think you can kind of throw them out there against anyone because at yeah. the on a baseline level, they can get you four or five sacks and get you those points. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they did have some favorable matchups, but sacks are the thing that can really bail you out with any defense. Right. All right. We got through the one o'clocks. Now let's get to the four o'clock games and let's just rip the band-aid off. Jets Broncos. Broncos get a, a win that they desperately needed. The Jets, uh, I feel so badly for Josh McCown. Heartbreaker. Really, such a heartbreaker. You saw his his post game uh, interview, I think it was even today, you know, when they found out that, that his season was done and all that. You can see how dejected he was. You know, as a Jets fan, thank you, McCown, for giving us something to watch this year, some semblance of competitiveness. Yeah. You had a great year, and unfortunately, we have to turn the keys over to Bryce Petty, which stinks for everyone besides Robbie, our boy Robbie Anderson. And this was the point. This was what we brought up. At the beginning of the year, we were like, at some point, Bryce Petty's going to start. Granted, we didn't think McCown was going to play as well as he did. Didn't think but, it was going to be in week 15 as yeah, the first start. <laughs> but Bryce Petty, he, we love, he loves Robbie Anderson maybe more than the Rutz boys do. He disgustingly maybe. peppered him over the, yeah. over the second half of last year to the point Inedible. where like, we didn't even know Robbie Anderson that well. And it was like, okay, this guy's pretty good, but you got to throw it to somebody else. You got Brandon Marshall out there. Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, we didn't even... We didn't even take into consideration his talent as much as we were this year, right? So this year was way more about his talent. Right. And last year was all about the target share. The opportunity he was getting was just way too big to ignore. We were playing him in daily like every week for like five or six weeks. And it yep. worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like gangbusters, I mean, dude. He's getting like 12 targets a He's week. about to become like a DeAndre Hopkins level of volume. I hope you're right, man. I really That's hope. That's what he was with Petty. You know, which thing, which, you know, and the Jets have some tougher matchups coming down the way but if so he's gonna, gonna see down. that many targets you know he's just too good of a playmaker not to turn it into something i agree it's a down week from him but we can obviously expect better things from robbie yeah checking in uh demarius thomas still very good very good imagine just imagine if he had a good quarterback well he's he getting tyrod next year <laughs> i said a good quarterback oh sorry <laughs> uh washington and the chargers the chargers are beating people down this year or this month. This half of yeah. the year. This half of the month of last week. This is a this is a little bit for next episode, but I mean Chargers Chiefs is gonna be a wild one. On Saturday night too at eight thirty. Nice. Yeah. Check your local. That's cool. Provider. Get 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 you'll be able to watch that full game, really analyze it. The the Chargers you know, the pieces are finally coming together. Yeah. Phil has realized that Keenan Allen is one of the best receivers in the league. Goes he over a hundred again. He understands where to take shots. You know, he hits this week. It's Tyrell Williams on over that Josh deep one. Norman. He just absolutely gassed Josh Norman. And you know, the chargers are, they've put it together. They're getting Melvin stops Gordon on gets defense. Back in the end zone. They've finally got some consistency in their kicking game with Travis Coons has been making a bunch of kicks over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, the whole thing is coming together, which is, you know, you love to see that for fantasy, and you love to see that as a Phillip Rivers fan. Can I sell you guys on Phil's last ride into Super Bowl glory this offseason? 
I mean, the, the, the champion of the AFC, obviously everyone thinks is definitely going to be the Patriots, right? But, you know, one of the two things that everyone always says about them, you need to, to be able to beat them, you need to have a strong running game. Melvin. And you need to have a defensive line that can get pressure without using ancillary parts, without blitzing a corner, without blitzing linebackers. You need to get pressure with your front four, which is what the Chargers can do with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. So, Which is what the Giants did every time they upset the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Exactly. And, and coming from did. this New York, New Jersey area, we've had that beaten into our minds over the, <laughs> over the past you know decade or so. Yeah. You know, it's one of the reasons why I was so big on the Jags at the beginning of the year. And obviously, I'm still big on the Jags. I, I, I think they're the Patriots' biggest competition. Yeah. But I think the Chargers are starting to creep into that range because of those reasons. Yep. Don't it's look very down. interesting, it's, man. They're, they're very interesting. And they were 0-4. Yeah, I know. 0-4. Now the they're 7-6 in a top playoff picture has, is just nuts. Crazy. All right. Let's get to Seahawks-Jags. One of my another one of my favorite wins of the year. Last year it was the Jets over the Chiefs. The Jags, Blake Bortles looking composed, picking the Seahawks apart. Leonard yes. Fournette doing his job. And I mean they just went out and beat Seattle. Yeah. Hell yeah. So uh Earl Thomas comes out and says, uh, you know, it really stinks to lose to a subpar quarterback. He said that in his postgame. Yeah. And uh Bortles is like, you know, these people out here. They're just not ready to start losing to the Jags yet. You know, they just <laughs> they just can't get their minds around losing to the Jags. We went out there, we beat them for 60 straight minutes, and for some reason people can't handle that. And I was like, hell yeah, yes. Bortles, give it to them. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Russell uh, doubted the fears. He went out there and he, he put in a good fantasy performance for us all. He got, and he Doug Baldwin like, went over and still went over 20. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's Russell Wilson, baby. He's a fantasy points machine. Yeah, Everything kidding, he man. does is based around building fantasy points. I actually think he's just a fantasy football player at, at home betting on himself <laughs> rather than he, – he has himself in a dynasty league and it's very competitive, so he just goes out there and makes it happen. Do you guys think uh, – Don was 100% right with the Doug Baldwin peppering. I mean yeah. Doug Baldwin got involved and he was a crucial piece of any of the success that the Seahawks were able to build. Um, so I was happy about that. But, you know – uh, still scared for next week. Do you guys think future son lets is allowed to draft Russell Wilson in his fantasy team? <laughs> Do you think future lets his son take Russell Wilson? I I don't know the inner workings of the mind of a future, so uh, <laughs> fair enough. So I'm not going to delve down that road. I'll stick to fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my parents didn't really uh, have very many rules about who I was allowed to draft and not draft. <laughs> fair enough. Um. Alrighty, uh, Eagles Rams. I mean, we 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 beat the Carson once. Thing. Cue the death. sad music. I mean, it's yeah, it's you know, it's awful. Uh, Aside from that, what a football game! Great game. Yeah, phenomenal, a- amazing game. game. Todd Gurley is awesome. Todd Gurley is awesome. I think that he is making an argument right now for your number one overall pick next year. I mean, you're not. He's gonna got get a, much drawback from me. He's got a dogfight between him and Le'Veon at this point. I think. Yeah. I think Le'Veon's just ability to so many receptions yeah. you know Gurley's a great receiver but he doesn't do it with nine catches so when you're in a full ppr league you know Le'Veon's getting nine catches eight catches almost a week it seems like that's just a little too far but you know Gurley's 
creeping up there. He's just scoring way too many tuds, man. He certainly worked his way into the first round. And I think with a game like that against the Eagles, who are strong against the run, yeah. he's working his way into the earlier part of the first round. Absolutely. Absolutely. If he keeps that up, there's no reason why you can't take him one, two, three overall. For it, sure. It, I mean, if he keeps it going, it's it's becomes foolish not to. Yeah. It, it becomes too much of yeah. something to give up on. There's only so what, many times you can see a guy play well. And you know, he's your... He's your number one over your number one or two overall RB this year. Yeah, you know, and and it shows no signs of yeah. slowing. Um, for the Eagles, I think it's so tough because these guys got you there. But I really feel like with the pass catchers, Jeffrey Aguilar. I mean, nobody's starting Torrey Smith. Trey Burton had a good week, but it was Win Wentz came back, and Zach Ertz hopefully is coming back next week. I would really prefer to wait a week. Yeah, but I know that you can't in in week fifteen. So it's they get the you gotta, Giants though. So yeah. So to me, like, you don't have to wait. I don't think. No. I think you can still play him and you can still try it out. I I just don't think Foles is gonna do that bad. I I was always kind of like a closet fan of his. Like I never really thought he was that bad. I mean, he went twenty seven and two. Yeah, in a full year. season, you know, uh, touchdown to INT ratio that was. Um, yep. So. You know, I think he's very much capable of stepping into a loaded offense and and doing enough to get these these playmakers, you know, good fantasy days. Yeah. All right. Let's- yeah, I think you can still stick with Alshon Jeffrey. He's the big man, the big fella. You know, you get the big boy targets, and you do big boy things with them. That's what he can do. <laughs> and the 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 quarterbacks big boy money that are now too. Oh yeah. The quarterbacks that come into a system like that with a guy like that can lean on him and maybe, you know, won't be successful as far as win-loss columns, but as far as fantasy points that could be. You know, they have great parts. They're deep. They yeah, they have a they have a, they have a great they have a great big wideout. They have a great tight end. They have a great slot receiver. They have four good running backs. <laughs> so, <laughs> like he has enough to get it done and I yeah. think he's going to. Yeah. All right, Raven Steelers Another great game this week. Yeah. Uh, a very, very great ending. The Steelers claw all the way back after going down 14 nothing. They were down 17-7, and they just clawed their way back. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 506 yards, and Martavis Bryant only caught 33 of them. Wow. That's the 60. only problem I have with this game. 66 attempts for Big Ben. That's That's like... Big 12 Baker Mayfield college numbers of like a you know 76 70 shootout. While we're at it, that's more than board. Army. That's more than Army has had all year. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Or like uh, Georgia Tech, they're like a, a big option running yep. team too. It's yeah. just insane. You know, you saw Antonio Brown too, just doing Antonio Brown things. When you when they have that many throw attempts, it's like when is it like how is he not going to get 200 yeah. yards? But I agree. You know, great game, very entertaining, great sign. I think for Ravens players, you know, they're they're looking like they're actually Collins, man. Potent- yeah, Collins looks great, and like I said, I think, you know, desperation. Joe Flacco, Tom likes Watson, so like their prospects are turning around at yeah. the right time, and they're in we need to win mode too. Exactly. Um, as of right now, before the Monday night game starts. Roethlisberger leads the league in passing. Bell leads the league in rushing, and Brown leads the league in receiving. Now Brady's only about 150-ish yards away from Roethlisberger. You got to think he'll get that against the Dolphins. Yeah. So he won't be leading. But then Steelers Patriots next week. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. There's a. It, I can't wait for uh, the preview. 
on it. Yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead, but yeah. obviously we've reached the end of the slate. We got Pats Fins tonight. Pats oh. gonna Pats are just gonna annihilate. I think it's gonna be a spreads eleven a and a half beating. I would take. I need Rex Pats. Burkhead to do it all on the ground. All of it. I, all of it on the ground. <laughs> good, so good luck to you, brother. I had <laughs> I, in one of my leagues. I had an all-time tinker job. This guy, I was up twenty-three, and the guy had Alex Collins in and benched him for Kenny Stills. So Collins got him the points that he would have needed to beat me, and now he's hoping Kenny Stills can do the exact same thing. I don't blame him for that, sadly. That's, I, yeah. that's a tough one, but I don't yeah. blame him at all. Collins' season high was like 23 and a half, and I'm sure he thought he, he won't do this against the Steelers. And then He thought he needed he a home did. run. He yeah. went with a home run hitter. Yeah, yeah. Stills is – you know. Don's still going to be a little nervous throughout the night, but I, I think he woke up nervous. I do believe Don that, is nervous twenty four seven. Right, I yeah. do believe that you'll be safe. Um, <laughs> I might not even watch. I'm I'm that like nervous about it. I might just go to bed after we're done recording this. <laughs> well, either way, you play me, and you're just going to get spanked in the next Probably, round anyway. Yeah. So you know, yeah. If you lose, like, don't feel too bad. I feel like every team, and this is true of my internet's led team too. Like I feel like every team I have that's good this year is the little team that could of the league. Like that's, that's <laughs> yeah, the role I feel I like played this year. Your trash talk strategy is to say, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to lose, and then you win. Yeah, and, and then he's like, it's very yeah. annoying. And the other person's like, he even said he was going to lose. I know. It's like it's when you like fail a test. Win. Yeah. You think you're failing a test. You go over to the person next to you. You're like, man, I failed that. They're like, yeah, me too. B you get the test back. They get 100, and you, you actually did fail. Yeah. That's Don. <laughs> I have Don's the 100. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a nerd. What, what do you want me to say? I, I definitely, though um, – I don't know that I should be putting this out there, but I took a college final one time and I was like, I failed that and 100% failed it. Just well, sometimes, sometimes you really, sometimes you really know. And then other times yeah. you're like, Oh, I was yeah. a little nervous about that. Yeah. One. But sometimes, you know, when, when the yeah. F is coming down the hatch. So and whether you really know you're going to win, whether you really know you're going to lose or whether you're so nervous, you're going to try to go to bed. Like I am. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the quarterfinals week of the Yoffs. We will see you on Thursday for the semifinal preview of the fantasy football Yoffs. Uh, very excited to get down to the nitty gritty of it. Oh, yeah. You can check us out on Twitter at ruts. FF. Uh, Tom is at Hillier FF. Tom, nice job on the Skyping again. Thank you. And My pleasure. Scott is at Wags FF, and I am at Why So Serious. Like I said, we will see you on Thursday, and until then, keep scoring. Baby, we were born to-